<clears throat> so uh work today was shit <laughs> somehow sundays have ended up being way worse than mondays uh just tons of packages no help it's probably because of daylight savings time nope it's happened like the last four sundays in a row um this one just somehow worse than the rest so then finally you know i get out of work uh i'm all happy i go to my car you know i grab my phone because i leave my phone in the car um enjoy it start putting on some nice music so that i can drive to the moment my 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 ass hits the seat of my car my nose starts pouring blood <laughs> what right when you get in the car too dude i i i, I shit you not i close the i i grab my phone out of the glove compartment while i was still standing scooched in sat down close the door blood oh man that's so obnoxious so i after 10 minutes my nose finally stops leaking so i sit there for just another two minutes contemplating the meaning of existence <laughs> with this pile of bloody napkins next to me so i finally get on my way <laughs> and then to, to to make matters worse i'm like five minutes from my own home i'm on the parkway and the the little the little light pops up on my uh on my dashboard it says Hey, uh, you got some low tire pressure there, bud. You might want to watch out. And I go, all right, I guess I'll have to do this later today. Go to the gas station, pump her up a little bit. Uh, and then not like 30 seconds later, I start hearing this rumbling noise from like the right side oh, of my car. No. Um, and, and then my car, like I'm all the way in the left side lane, by the way. Uh, and, and my car starts like drifting a little to the right. And I'm like, okay, it's one of those, huh? So I pull, I quickly, <laughs> luckily it's eight o'clock in the morning and there's, there's no one to be found on the road really. So I just glide over, I glide over to the right, get out of my car. Sure enough, front right tire, flat as can be Changed that bitch up, drove home, took it to the shop. They're going to fix whatever's wrong with the tire, slap it back on for me. Cause I'm too lazy to do it myself. Um and no, that shit's hard. Oh, believe me, I know. <laughs> that shit's fucking hard putting the tire on. So I'll pay the money to just have somebody else do it for me. I did it once today. I'm good. <laughs> um, I've dealt with this shit enough for the I afternoon. More, honestly, I'm more than fine. And uh, now I'm here, which uh, probably makes up the worst part of my morning. Really, uh, all things considered. <laughs> anyway, that was my morning. How'd you guys do today? You know, I my roller coaster of a morning has not been quite as interesting as yours. I will be honest with you. I pretty much just woke up and had coffee. That's been the extent of Man. it. I woke up and I had my uh, ash cheeks glued to my toilet the entire time that I came here. Super glue or gorilla glue? Gorilla glue. Mm, Good for that you. That sucks. Moving on to the summary. <clears throat> 400 years ago, two men found themselves at odds with one another. One stood for progression while the other stood for tradition. But at the mercy of extinction, the ways of the old could no longer be upheld, and so came change. Two men, now in the respect of the other, boasted their might, celebrating their newly spirited friendship. But unlike the stories of good, this one ends in tragedy. Admiral Montblanc Nolan would die at the hands of the very people who would betray his legacy. And the great warrior Kalgara would fall in battle, fighting to reclaim the fire of Shandora. Do you think, Wiper asks, that if we ring the bell, Nolan could still hear it? Well, the chief says in tears, we are close to heaven. <laughs> Man, you put one of my quotes in here. Stop Ooh. that. <laughs> that ain't fair. I was going to use That's that. That's a shame. 
So, uh, so where are we at? What do we think? Eh? Eh? First two episodes, absolute neat slappers. Third one, transitional. Glad to hear it. Mm, absolute mint. So, okay, fine. We, we got the backstory. I know, Devin, you previously said you would have preferred the backstory be placed in a slightly different location. After everything's said and done, we've done it. We're back to the present. Do you enjoy the progression we got to? Does it did it did it did it win you over or nah? Nah, nah. Mm. Well, <laughs> I was I, I was I was I'm still un, unfazed. I literally went through this. I was like, at least it was only two episodes. That was my my mental mentality when I finished. I was like, at least they finally got it done in two episodes, or my bad, three episodes, and I didn't have to watch anymore because I'm sick of this shit. This is stupid. Wow, <laughs> wow. I hate it man. Here. I was I was not entertained in the slightest by these two episodes. Let's hear from some positivity. Christian, how do you think this goes? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Positivity over here. I love these episodes. These episodes took everything that I loved about the end of the last episode we watched, uh, 187, and just made it better. This was this was so good. I I Nolan just being just being this kind hearted badass and you sound like you have a gun to your head when you say that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean every word of this. This is the this is the best. <sighs> is that good? Is that good? Did I, did I say it right? I I have no problem saying that Skypea is one of my sleeper picks for like one of my favorite arcs in this whole series, and this whole bit with Noland and Kalgara, I don't even care. I like legit cry at this. I ain't even I ain't even gonna kid you. <laughs> the the tragedy of these two absolute chads having to like face off with being betrayed by their people and just unfortunately meeting their demise trying to protect their own goddamn homeland and it's been gone for 400 years which is hilarious because it was also 400 years before that that they even started Shandora and started protecting the Poneglyph which is rather rather interesting every 400 years they get through some major yeah. tragic event i guess <laughs> But I don't know, man. I love the shit out of this pick. I, I definitely kind of, I, I ugly cried a little bit <laughs> in one of these episodes. I ain't gonna lie to you. This shit hits me like Chopper does. Me personally, anyway. <laughs> I I just didn't really vibe with it. It was just, it, it, it was too short of a time to tell a story. It was too, like, one, it was really placed in a really unfortunate spot for me not to give a shit. And then on top of that, like, sure, they were bros, but that was it. They, they, there, there, there was nothing. There was no bond necessarily created that was tight enough for me. It was literally just, oh, I saved your village. We best friends now. I'm mad at you because you killed the trees that were killing me. Why would you do that? And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh my god, I actually found out the truth. I can't be mad at you for forever. And then like th that's it. And then they yep. die. You just described the episodes, and it. that's exactly I why it. I love them. I will them. take every and second of it that. Was Boring as fuck. Well, that sucks for you. <laughs> I I enjoy seeing no lint lift the earth. I, I love these themes where it's like, you know, all of these problems that they had together, mind you, could also have been solved if they just, you know, accurately communicated their opinions. You know, just talked for five minutes. I did enjoy the the final explanation of why they call it the fire Shandora. Yeah. Would you like to explain to us all? Because I low-key kind of forgot to like write that down. So essentially, the fire Shindor is the bell that they ring, which is meant to uh, sort of give a signal to the ancestors' spirits. 
mm-hmm. that the spirits mm-hmm. find their way back home. And so they ring it, and then they have these trees where the spirits are supposed to, like, just rest. And, uh, you know, they chop them down because they were affected. Long story short, you know, bro, bromance never dies. <laughs> the bromance <laughs> never dies. No, I mean, I also really like these small little, like, one-off sort of, like, cultured snippets. Because, you know, I personally find it to be relatively interesting that we just kind of have this culture with this golden bell that, you know, they, they they have all this, oh, if we ring it, then we can guide our ancestors to become one with the trees, which goes back to the cusp of their original plague, and they don't really understand all that. There's this little box of, like, very creative, uh, I guess, world building that is going to be completely thrown out the door, honestly. Like, we're never going to revisit the Shandorians when we get done with Skype. I ain't going to lie to you. We might see one or two of them from time to time. I don't know why you say that. When you know specifically things happen and things don't happen. Do Things do happen. I ain't going to say things do, don't happen. But I, I, like, I can appreciate that this little bit of, like, world building is just kind of created specifically for this one niche purpose. And then we will come up with new creative ideas to create a new culture later. I don't know. I think it's one of the best parts about the series is that this kind of hodgepodge and nonsense comes in out of nowhere. And you get to slowly see how it relates to itself over time. So I guess we start off, we start with, what is it, 188? Uh, yeah. Uh, we're left off with uh, Nolan still stuck in the ground and Kalgara just kind of mocking him. Making fun of him is like, look at you, you like non-believer, you sacrilegious. He's like, he's like, hey, you're you're only here because my God says that you should be there. Honestly, exactly. <laughs> um, while that's happening, uh, the the crew is being prepared to be executed. Yeah, you know, and all of this, mind you. So at first, I remember like the 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 Shandorian warriors or whatever they wanted to like kill all of Nolan's men in the cage, and that mm-hmm. little kid is like being an absolute badass guarding the cage or whatever. I enjoyed that they they carried the uh, the age over. They made him older in the time yeah. skip. I, I noted oh? that too. I, re- I I wondered how much like there's a decent chunk of time that passes because when you get the part where. Mm-hmm. You know, you you revisit Shandora and he's going to ring the bell. The kid comes along and he goes, Seto. And you go, oh, shit. He's like a solid six, seven years older or something like that. But it's only been a year. No, it's been like five nah, or six. It's, yeah. it's been a while. I, I thought they specifically said no, it was a year. They say, speci- they say specifically it's one year before Nolan tries to come back. Oh, right. Okay. So to, yeah. to recap. To recap a little bit of the timeline here, uh, Nolan leaves the island, and then four years later-ish, something like that, he decides to go back to the island, but a year before he arrives back at the island, Calgary gets sent up in the sky, and that's where he dies. Mm-hmm. Speaking of when he gets sent up to the sky, there was a, a character that was in the the, the god people did that it looked eerily similar to a guy whose uh, neck met the fate of Robin's hands. Yes, he did. Is that the same guy? No, it's not the same guy. No way. I was going to say, because like, I wouldn't be surprised by some One Piece logic bullshit if it was. What did I miss? Uh, So the, for you, Justin, who I guess doesn't understand what's going on now, uh, the, the, <laughs> the god, when they get sent up, you know, uh, the, 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 the Skypeans, they rush over and they go, this is ours now. We, we claim this in the name of God, the, the God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It looks like the guy who Robin hung with her own arms earlier. But like a skinny version of him. Uh, Devin was wondering if it was the same guy, but it, I'm, it's definitely been way too long of a time gap for that. I'm not putting it against One Piece to assume that someone might be 600 fucking years old. No, that's old. definitely fair, but I think in this that instance- That is a stupid thing that could easily come up, and I'd just be like, 
Uh, I don't know. Did you forget about Dr. K? <laughs> Dr. Correa. Well, she's a she's a doctor who like knows how to medicine her way to extra health, I guess. Like this is this is a fat dude. Like the fact that she, they give us that one, someone that old enough so early in the series makes you think how far can they go that's fair these are the facts though to be fair yeah jordy's on to something that guy also <laughs> looks the exact same he would have not aged whatsoever is the position of god elected or appointed i feel like it's appointed it could just be an ancestor of that dude and he's in the family yeah 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 like at some point another family overthrew that god and was <laughs> like well at best all i can do for you is 350 and made him like the the king of the then the then, then the fall dynasty took over <laughs> we should add a storybook on the fall of skypea nope i'm good get me out of this hellscape that is the sky Oh my god, come well, on. Well, it's only now a hellscape because of Eneru. <laughs> That's the other thing, is I remember back in the story, it, it explicitly hit me when uh, when we got to the part where Nolan was at his uh, execution or whatever, and I'm like, <laughs> I remember the last time we saw this in the storyboard, and then Christian was like, with that stupid fucking smile on his face mm-hmm. as they sent him to the execution platform, and then I'm just like, Nolan, you see, it wasn't that simple, you idiots. <laughs> Damn, it sucks that his, his story got ripped apart like that. That's what I'm yeah. saying. History do be like that sometimes. So moving back to Nolan Bolton getting eat by a snake, Nolan tells Kalkadas like, hey, I could uh, easily save your village, but are you going to let this snake eat me instead? He's like, you're going to do this. You're going to be that petty to let your village die just to prove yourself right. No, yeah. This is like one of my favorite points in like his entire fucking conversation between him and Kalkara. Because this is like the, the opposing viewpoints, right? We got the guy who's just trying to progress science. He's he's a botanist. He's whatever. He's trying to encourage them to think past some of their previous conceived expectations and their God and stuff. And this is a banger line. He was like, I may die in judgment or I may die in an accident. At least I'll stay true to my people. How will your village die? By ignorance? Is the pain you cause your people worth it to be true to your gods? And I'm like, oh shit, that guy's speaking the truth right there. Yeah. Is it worth it, big guy? <laughs> he, his, next, his next line, well, or maybe it's, this, maybe it's different in the dove. He goes, however great your gods may be, people's lives are even more precious. God damn, you stole my quote, son of a bitch. It's it's what the entire arc is supposed to be teaching us, where like the, the leader needs to seriously evaluate the lives of its people over the values of its culture, which is, I think, what's most important. And that's what this whole like little flashback is trying to convey to the audience. It uh it definitely parallels like the 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 arc we find ourselves in, like not only obviously with the fact that Eneru is blowing everything to hell, but, you know, you reflected back on like Gonfall and all of the things we've gone through with the way Gonfall feels. Uh, you know, I feel like uh, Nolan had, uh, it was too nice to a fault. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, he, yeah. Uh, he, he really should have, uh, he really should have kept that whole gold situation on the on the low. <laughs> what on earth convinced this guy that it would be a good idea to go back to his king in a feudalistic society? Yeah, I found a city of gold. It was sweet. <laughs> what, what did he think was going to happen? Because <laughs> he was so proud of it. He was like, this is so, so special. I need to share this with people. And the king was like, money. Honestly, that's like the only thing that I think was like really uh, out there was Nolan, my guy. You you had to know. You, you seem like a pretty good judge of character. Mm-hmm. You had to realize before you talked to the king how he would probably respond to hearing whether or not there is a golden city somewhere out there on the ocean. Like, come on. 
<laughs> I, th- I think he was just trying, like, maybe to get the king to agree by any means necessary to let him go out again. Because obviously, if he just went out by himself, people would go, what the fuck's this guy doing? But if he has a king's well, permission... He was already out on the ocean adventuring in the first place. It's because it costs money to go on adventures. That's Yeah, they're not pirates. They're employed by the king. So, like, if they were discovered uh, going on, like, raiding parties... Right. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's fair. So he had to return eventually. Like, I'm sure he was on some kind of loose timetable. We also didn't see the part where you brought in a whole, uh, like a sort of semi armada and lost them all, except for one ship. Right. We're just supposed to remember that part be- because of the story earlier, which also <laughs> might have even been embellished. We don't even really know if that's true or not. That could, yeah, that could have been. That could have also just right. been embellished to make Nolan look even worse. Like he it may have just been the crew and a few of his soldiers on that on that boat with Nolan. It's true, it's true. They just went there with one boat trying to get as much gold as they could because they knew that they were a poor kingdom in the first place, but they didn't want anybody else to know. So they rode in a hundred warships to make it sound like that they were a bigger military power than they thought. Oh, look at this. Look at this propaganda machine. This is the propaganda, (laughs) dude! Do we want to talk about the most important part about these episodes that I learned? I'll tell you about the most important part about this episode that I learned. The Bible exists in this universe. Oh. <laughs> the Bible is 15 exists. minutes Why, and 42 seconds on the uh, before Nolan's execution. There's a priest holding, quote unquote, it's written right on yeah. the cover, the Bible with a woman's it face just says on Bible the on it. Well, there's a face or something on it. But we also found out that there's that little baby snake, yeah, which is did. probably presumably the the main snake that we have in the story today they, or whatever. Calgary uh, even throws that line in after Nolan goes, "Ah, you're going to be big and strong like your father that I killed earlier." Or uh, <laughs> and goes, nah, that probably won't be for another like hundred years or so. And then let the, like he might as he might as well have like winked, turned to the camera and winked at the audience because that's supposed <laughs> to be your cue that like, hey, this is probably the snake that we know right now. You know, the it's weird because you kill the big snake at the the altar, and then the son of that snake comes back to kill you. you. Yeah. And then it's a grandbaby of the snake. And then he adopts the child, basically. You killed two generations of snakes. I, I feel like that was the real point of these episodes, yeah. was literally just to explain <laughs> to the explain snake. explain the giant snake. All right. So I kind of want to discuss the uh, the power levels of these goons. You know, they're, they're both like sort of equally matched, but I want to compare them to like the modern version. Do you mm. guys remember the boy Garp? Yes. Sure. yes. No, it doesn't ring a bell. Garp is the dog wearing colonel admiral or whatever in the uh, navy. Right. That's training uh Kobe and Helmeppo, yeah. So what about Garp? So what Jordy is saying is that uh what's his name? That Noland is as strong as Garp in the universe and of the same rank. This is loosely based on the fact that that no one could slice the snake and he could. Yes. <laughs> I would actually say that that makes a lot. That, that That's really important. On the wiki, they make note of it. They were like, Zoro and Wiper took swings at that thing and barely even like put dust on it. And then this guy sliced it in one, one swing. Sure. Yes. Now, how does that bring us back to Garp? That's where you're losing me. Here. Well, we know what his rank is in the military. Is what we're saying. Yeah, I feel like rank is subjective, though, in their universe. I think that's also particularly fair. That, that is fair. I mean, look at that Iron Hand dude, or whatever the fuck his name was from Sanji's arc. Uh, what Don Creek? Or no, you're talking about Captain Axe and Morgan. No, he's talking no. about Iron Fist, asshole from the uh, the restaurant who was showing off to the girl. Oh, uh, yeah, Iron Fist, full body. Yeah, look full at that. Body. Rank don't mean shit. 
Hey, he was like a lieutenant. I, I as a stronger input, I, I would put also the part where Nolan like moves the earth to almost get out. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I I I Garp is cool or whatever, but all this dude's lifting the earth. The only reason he was still in there is because he had a tree in his hand. <laughs> yeah, dude. If he if he let go of those of that bark, he was he was too committed to helping his people to fucking to do anything else. He was like, no, I refuse to let go of this bark. I'll save your whole people. Move the whole fucking earth around him. I'm he he cured the entire village with those three pieces of bark. <laughs> he only needed three pieces of bark, but it was too important for him to keep in his hands. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're gonna go back into the present. Because we we've sort of recapped all that Nolan stuff, things happen. They both die. We 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 finally get our backstory. We get we get the uh, the knowledge of what happened between Nolan and Calgara to mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. bring us back into present day and what's driving Wiper. Uh, and in all of this, we've begun the Eneru nuke, <laughs> and we've even destroyed all of Skypea. It's Eneru gone. Really, did use a nuke here? Yeah. Yes. And it's time for a fun fact. This is literally the only thing I wrote about this fucking episode. Um, so the name of the literal nuke that uh, Enero drops is called Raigo. And it translates rather loosely or literally. Wiki's a little weird on this one. Uh, to Thunder Greeting. And it is a reference. It is the Japanese Buddhist term to describe when uh, Amida Buddha... Um, greets people at like their deathbed like oh i just died i'm now going to be a shepherd into the afterlife this uh amida buddha arrives on a purple thundercloud and like escorts you to whatever happens in the afterlife for buddhist culture reincarnation hopefully (laughs) (laughs) well i can tell you one thing this this sky island up here is not getting reincarnated anytime (laughs) 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 which goes back to my last week's point are we still super sure this place ain't going back to planet Earth? I'm just saying, like, we, there's still a potential here that everything's going to come crashing down. You say crashing down. I don't think there's going to be anything left to bring down to Earth. Okay, fine. Fair enough. <laughs> I think the bell will land on the ground. Yeah. About that bell, though, we we now know what Luffy's really after trying to climb up this damn giant jack. I already have a feeling about yeah. how this season's going to end. How do you think it's going to end, Evan? Tell us about it. Yeah, put it on record now. The f- I, my guess is this. To ring the bell, he's mm. going to hit Enaru so fucking hard that he's going to hit the bell and it's going to ding. Mm. That that sounds good. I like where your head's sounds at. Sounds pretty uh, plausible. So his goal is to just ring the bell so that Cricket downstairs could be like, hey, I think the gold's up there. You know, I'm, I'm going to say it's it's nice and all, but as far as reasons to fight go, this feels kind of lame. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, come on. What do you it's shoehorned mean? in a backstory or like a, a no, a flashback to like 2 days ago and it's like made up right then and there. We've had we've had snippets of this story for a long time now, especially if you were to like go back like some of us have and start to see how some of the patterns have played out over time knowing, you know, the full story of it. I think you would actually almost appreciate how much little crumbs they've been giving us along the way. I don't. 
fine then. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) On the non-existent rewatch I'll do of this show, maybe, but... That's what you say. That's what they all say. No, I'm going to say it now that this won't, that won't ever happen. (laughs) No, I believe you. You you don't need to ask future me. I Uh, I can tell you. I can speak for (laughs) him. We won't won't even reach the end of this shit until like eight years from now anyway, so... Didn't Brendan literally just show a meme of like the different types of horrible people and like one of them is like the, the final option is people who rewatch One Piece? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That happened. Since we're here, I would like to point out that a uh, random tangent, a friend of mine who's a really big One Piece fan, uh, he recently admitted that he has rewatched One Piece 30 times and Ooh. we all asked him, how did you do that? And his explanation was, well, I rewatched it. Well, he's been watching from the very beginning. So when he would rewatch it, it would be like, oh, this is, well, One Piece only 50 episodes, and now it's only like 100 episodes, and and so on and so on. So he managed to like watch it 30 times That's, uh, as it progressed. It's really weird. We call that in the investing world, compounding rewatching. Compound rewatching. <laughs> Compound rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! <laughs> he just comes back to the same investment over and over again because it gives him an additional twenty percent every time. <laughs> what on earth? That's God. an amazing quote. Thank you for that compound rewatching. <laughs> I like that. No, actually, fun fact that that same shit kind of happened to me. Of the only five, admittedly, times I've somewhat rewatched this series, I think the dub originally was only at like. Uh, not too far from here, like 200 or something like that uh, when I first picked it up. And then like after I watched through the first 200, I like put it off for like a year, came back and it was at 300. Then I watched it again. <laughs> <laughs> and then the time after that, I watched it in sub and I got to like episode 500 and was like, OK, enough's enough. I've only done that with podcasts, so I, I, I kind of understand where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, this is a compound rewatch. Holy shit. No, it makes way too much sense. <laughs> I've done that shit. Oh, my God. That's amazing. There's only one time where I've done something similar like that and it was literally because of naruto where i was watching it when it was when crystal and i were first starting to date like she was drawing hannah on my back or something like that and i'm sitting there laying on my bed like with my ipad watching the it was the fight scene between uh when naruto first fights or, or second time he fights orochimaru as the tailed beast like when he's like like super juiced out on that bridge and everything mm-hmm. and chris was like holy shit this shit's fucking wild i want to see this and i was like here we go again. say less it's rewind time ah <laughs> God was that satisfying though for me to rewatch Naruto like that. It's just mm, yes, get to witness you seeing this for the first time. That's basically all of us on this podcast. Well, yeah, no, that's, that's what I love about this podcast is the fact that you guys get to see this for the first time. Now it would be nice if you came to the podcast once in a while with some positivity in addition to your your criticisms. Don't worry, I'm here for you, <laughs> Brendan, baby. Brendan, 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 Brendan. I go into every cinema and I come out hating it and then going, but as I. We got anybody got any, any other big major things they want to talk about? Just with the the city of gold that's there, I I found it uh, interesting. Like you know, when they talk about city, when you think of something like being completely gold, you go like, oh, that's like solid gold. But all of those all of those structures are still standing now, which means that really it's gold plated. Yeah, it's it's the gold plated city. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not 24 karat gold everything around you. No. Yeah, it's all gold hey, painted. Hey, Come on. That should look good though. No, it, it definitely looks amazing, but it's just gold paint in the end. 
No, like seriously, imagine if you had like an actual gold bell that was that size. Number one, it would start well, getting crushed I, I, under the I would, weight of its own I would own believe density. that the that the bell is completely gold, but the entire stru- all the structures of Shandor were gold plated. No, absolutely, that 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 bell is one hundred percent gold plated. Number one, as I'm pretty sure that they can't even like ring if you had a bell in the first place made of gold. It wouldn't sound very good. I mean, it's it does sound weird. It does not sound like a normal bell. I got the vibe off of uh, like when they first were were uh, Nolan leaves the island and they go back and they, uh, I think it's the beginning of one ninety maybe I don't know when uh, they they you know they go Nolan the the uh, your favorite character the uh, the narrator comes in and starts talking about how like the Nolan came back and he's like this great adventurer and he tells all the people about his trips and people go like is he a liar mm. though like people don't always believe him I don't know if it was in the sub it might have it probably was but uh, in the dub the guy who does the announcer and stuff was also the one who read off his like death warrant at his execution and I was like dude bro that's heartless I, I respect it <laughs> <laughs> please I just couldn't help but get the vibe that like uh, that Nolan is basically just like future really buff Chad Usa. <laughs> Because they keep talking about him as this grand adventurer who goes on these things and people, he tells people tales. We did say that Usopp is a descendant of Nolan in addition to Cricket. Oh, we did say that. We did say that, didn't we? So, I'm <laughs> oh, just <God>. saying. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. We haven't really disproven that in any of this. This is why every every person in his family goes out on adventures. He just got the string bean genes from his mother's side. I will. I would like to be here to confirm that we will one day understand uh, Usopp's lineage. Don't you worry. Let me know when you find it. When do <laughs> when do Mont Blanc uh, males tend to grow the thing on their head? Is the question. <laughs> <laughs> At what point in their uh, in their adulthood do they finally grow the cinnamon bun on top of their head? Tipped in chocolate. <laughs> I, what, what, I feel like this is perfect setup for like Usopp to like later on in the series have like an onion or something land on his head, and like Luffy will look at him and go, "You look really familiar for some reason." <laughs> <laughs> There's so many gags that I, I don't even I can't even say you're wrong. <laughs> Honestly, it, it probably happens. It it would absolutely happen in like a fucking throwaway filler arc. That sounds that sounds like something that would happen I love it. in a heartbeat. I need it. <laughs> I need I, it. Now that I'm here, I need it. So so I had two thoughts trying to answer Jordy's question from earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was uh, I, I like thinking about uh, the internal like I guess thoughts of characters. So like when um. Kalgara, like, I guess first, like, betrays his pride and, like, his culture, I guess, by happenstance, by, like, saving Noland, killing the snake or whatever. He goes on to be like, I just killed a precious god. A god! Do you understand me? But all you can see is a snake. And you see our deadly curse as some curable disease. Tell me, can you save our village? I can. I wonder what's happening internally. We're just like, uh, what's it like just kind of questioning your faith you mean i feel like we see most of it on his face during while he says all of that uh because he's like you know you get the really shaded over face he's like turning as you know as paler as the uh you know the artists can make him and he's crying that, that also reminds me um i can definitely see that we're starting to get to the episodes that took a lot of the budget because golly, dude, a lot of the set pieces in this, the city of gold looked sweet, dude. 
loved every bit of it. No, I mean, you're definitely right. There's a lot of effort here. There was that. And then my second thing I just thought of now was uh, Calgara basically explains how um, ancient Shandorians were like the protectors of the Poneglyphs, though they didn't create them. They don't have knowledge of how they got there, which is uh, very interesting. Um, a part of me wonders if like, if we will find Poneglyphs down the road, like, do we meet more like shandorians whether that's like quite literally or like um i think this is more like a like a snyder cut justice league thing mm -mm. where um <laughs> you gotta drop that in there by the way <laughs> gotta casually slide that in there i, I was wondering if jordy would try and get this in here <laughs> if uh if what's it called each faction of the earth got one so like shandorians got one uh the the uh -huh. fishman people got one uh, -huh, uh, -huh. You uh -huh. it just makes you mm -hmm. wonder like what, what's that? how many of these how many of these i got out there because we know Alabasta had one, so there's, there's, there's like... I'm assuming many. Yeah, it actually seems to be almost like a, a small theme going in the background, where every single very archaic city or whatever seems to have one of these poneglyphs telling stories of long ago, an ancient battle, mm -hmm. you would you would see, you would say. It's crazy that we've yet to see somebody who can read them besides Robin. I was going to say, I want, I, want to, uh, then I want to meet someone who's like a descendant of, you know, obviously it'll be thousands of years or something like that, but someone who's a descendant and can read these because they're a descendant of someone who made them. Mm -hmm, Want to know mm -hmm. when we get there. All right. We're all good? Uh-huh. I feel pretty good. All right. Next week's next week's going to be 191 to 194. All right. Who has quotes? Um, so I, I mentioned one earlier uh, that Justin clearly also had. Uh, however great your mm -hmm, gods mm -hmm. may be, people's lives are even more precious. This this next one hit more hit, hit harder for me honestly. It's uh you know we we got another uh we got another farewell after running through the entirety of the basically the whole island to get to the coast where he knows Nolan's ship is. Calgara stands in the water, the shallow water, and he says, "I'll keep on ringing the bell. I'll ring the bell so you can find your way back to us. I don't want you to lose sight of this island because one day." I want you to return, my dear friend. Someday, Calgara, I know we'll meet again! I'll ring this bell Bro. and wait for you. Let's meet again, Sorry. dear friend of mine. And then he didn't. <laughs> and then they did it. <laughs> yeah, the only other quote I had was the one that we had in the script. The the one where the old chieftain's talking to Wiper. I, I love the shit out of that scene where he's just like, but... If we rang the bell now, do you think we'd still be able to reach Nolan? Tell me the truth. That's a good question. Well, we are close to heaven. Close to heaven. Ah, man. So there's like a, a split second where he starts tearing up, right? And he, before he answers Wiper. And this is me just reading into it. But I feel like this guy probably asked that same exact question when they told him that story. Oh, my God. That's. Uh, and so he's heart. like, shit, I know literally what this kid's about to go through. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not too concerned with like how but or whatever the explanation would be but i do wonder how the chieftain like i want to know what like north sea uh dweller came up here and told him about like the noland uh story because how else would the chieftain know well it, it didn't necessarily have to be him that learned it it could have been someone else from past generations that's i mean that's fair but like who how who who did it like what i'm assuming like a north north sea dweller who knew about it at some point came up or like on maybe a storybook got shot up one day like 
And that someone <laughs> specifically, just read it. uh, they don't say exactly, but they he does say that of the stories they hear from several individuals that have gone up there. Yeah, I, I'd I'd believe it if you told me it was a sea dweller who was very familiar with it, like Sanji or something, came up and said it. So when Usab time travels back in time, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> How do you spell Usopp backwards? Nolan. <laughs> Nolan. Wait, uh, <laughs> it works out. Trust All right, me. Uh, are we good? Go then hum. I guess Calgara. I don't know. I got no one. Nolan. We gave it to Nolan last time. Well, dude, I, I'm committed to making him a two-time champ. I was fully committed to walking in here and potentially giving it to Nolan again, but I'm not going to lie to you. I'm definitely feeling out Calgara a little bit more here. Dude, I'm kind of feeling the Calgara. Christian, don't do Calgara. this to me. Nah, Calgara gives up so much more and does so much more in these episodes than Nolan does. He gives up his entire way of thinking and has to become like... A different man. He goes through like two different like mental struggles yeah. throughout this entire episode. Absolutely. First losing his god, and then second almost losing his friend. Oh my god! Thank you, Devin. You put it to words. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I was mildly unimpressed with this entire episode, those two points still stand. Now listen. While these are very compelling arguments, and I basically one hundred percent agree with them. Uh I'm committed to my stance from last week of making mm, Nolan a two-time nah. champ. Mm, I don't know. I'm not feeling it on this one, big guy. All right. So I guess Cowgirl wins, right? Where are you at? Are you good? I don't know. I could I could be swayed the other way, but I really like the idea of having one episode be uh, Nolan and then the other being <laughs> See, Cowgirl. You're thinking, you're thinking too meta on it, all right? We don't, we don't need to be a meta <laughs> thinker on the podcast. I'm sorry, Nolan. I tried. Nolan got it last week, dude. Calm down. Dude, facts. I feel like he got robbed. <laughs> two-time champ. <laughs> We already have a two-time champ here, by the way. Like, we've done two-time champs before. All right, Christian, I sent you something. I'm scared already. I, I am also scared. That's never Justin, a good sign. Justin, you are the father. Ah. I am the most scared. Let's look. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <clears throat> welcome, welcome, everybody. It's your favorite game show. Oh, not today. Come on. <laughs> Don't worry. The third time is the charm. Forget those other two lamos. We've got a new man in town. It's Brendan Trivia. Baby. Yay. <laughs> let me let me just uh sorry, my podium has uh some cobwebs on it. Let me just brush yeah, these yeah. all off. Let's, uh, we'll get, uh, hi, hi host, it's it's uh it's nice to see you. Welcome you're, you're contestant not as, uh, Brendan. Hey Justin, wouldn't you agree that this show went downhill since the first guy left? Brendan, yes, your yes, I'm here. first question. How does Oda decide on character birthdays? Uh, how does he decide? Like, what he usually does. He normally does, like, a little tongue-in-cheek thing. Uh, I don't really know how to describe how. Like, for example, like, Zoro, I think, is, like, 333 or some shit like that. Like, everything's threes. Uh... Sanji, I'm pretty sure, because his name is San and G are numbers in Japanese. That's his birthday. I, I know Luffy was something related to the 56, but it's actually 5-5. Five five. I would say that normally it's kind of like whatever their powers are, and he just makes a gag on their names with numbers. Eh? Uh, survey says you're like half right. Uh, there's a running gag that he accepts any birthdays given to him by fans. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So then, yeah, it's like the kids that are t going in and being like, dude, 
But five five though. <laughs> it's one less than fifty six. <laughs> and he's just like, That's a great fucking idea. On the wiki it was like someone told him that hey Chopper's birthday should be the twenty fourth of December and he was like, All right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes actually a lot of sense. Wait a minute, yeah, that makes way more sense than whatever I was saying. But I, I know like a lot of their birthdays and they, they tend to be like a meme on their name of some kind. Yeah, that could be them being clever and him going, Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, that's fun. I, I didn't realize that he didn't take credit for it. I just assume he like does this fucking memeing on the down low. <laughs> What does Chopper look like before he ate the devil fruit? A rant deer? It's when he's just a deer. <clears throat> Question two. True or false? Four kids never wanted to acquire the rights to One Piece. Oh. Uh, Dreaming. That doesn't Dreaming. make any sense. They, they definitely would have had to go for the bid. Is that your final answer? Well, hold on. Okay. I'm I feel holding. like there's a reason this question's going on. Do they have a parent company? Can I ask that? Am I allowed to ask that? Uh, I have no idea if they do. Uh, <laughs> producer says, who knows? I gotta say that that's <laughs> false, because I know there was a bidding war between 4Kids and Funimation back in the day. That they, that Funimation did originally lose. 4Kids was on Fox, right? Yeah, 4Kids was a Fox property. So, there you go. Fox is your parent company. Oh, then. okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay, that makes a lot more sense, because higher-ups at Fox thinking, you know, they're, like, super big-brained, we need the next Dragon Ball Z, get one piece over here, and then 4Kids is like, but, Dad, <laughs> uh, you know what, I, I say, I say that's probably true, honestly, then. True how? I say 4Kids, yes, they never did, but Fox went into the bidding war anyway. Ah, okay. What, what do we got? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah! That is true. Confirmed by Mark Kirk, former VP of Four Kids. Toei was forced to accept the series as part of a package deal with Ultimate Muscle and Magical Do-Re-Mi. But many of the people who worked on it were very unhappy with the direction it had gone. So <laughs> you, were, you were partially wrong. It wasn't uh, Fox that wanted it. It was Toei that wanted to sell it. Oh, well, I mean, I know there was a bidding war back in the day because Anaplex and Funimation originally wanted it when 4Kids picked it up. I didn't really know that it was a part of a package deal. Maybe they really wanted the other things and then One Piece was just in the pack. Toei wanted to offload One Piece because they wanted to enter the U.S. markets and right. the and what's it called? 4Kids was like, nah, we just want those other two shows. They didn't know what they were getting into. And when they finally watched the show, they're like, wait a minute, this is kind of a murder, all this stuff, what? Yeah, no, because I remember uh, Colin Clickenbeard, who voices a uh, uh, Luffy, mentioned one time in some like interview, like, yeah, no, like I was one of the people who like really was trying to push Funimation to like go in on that bid. But after like it passed like a certain dollar amount, like her, her, her higher ups yeah. her like partners were like, no, nah, we're not buying that. She was like, fuck. We could have got it like 10 years earlier. We wouldn't have had to deal with four kids. We could have entered the market way sooner. Yeah. So this is the reason why One Piece wasn't like a really big US thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shit. So four kids looked at Ultimate Muscle, which is, you know, a kind of decent anime. It's <laughs> gaggy. Magical Dory Me. Don't underplay this. I don't know too much about that one. It's probably a magical girl anime. But Ultimate Muscle. They looked at <laughs> Ultimate Muscle and were like, yeah, we'll take that. One piece not get the shit out of my face. What absolute goons. I don't even know what ultimate muscle is, to be honest with you. <laughs> I forgot the Japanese name for it. These two are such vague names, and it goes to show how badly this aged. Man, dude. All right. We have a third question. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What chapter in the manga did the Straw Hats finally reach the Grand Line? 
what chapter did the Straw Hats finally reach the the Grand Line? Does that include like just when they initially touched down, like getting over Reverse Mountain? Is that it? I would assume so. Episode sixty, I think, was the first episode. Was like Reverse Mountain and stuff, something like that. I would say that on average, the manga was like 1.5 chapters back in the day, and it slowly whittled its way down to like 1.2 by now. I don't know. I'd say 80. 80. Chapter 80. Damn it. You almost masked your way to victory. If you had followed the 1.5 line, you'd have got a lot closer. The answer is chapter 100. Oda condensed the Logetown arc down so that it would align specifically with 100. You know, I was going to guess, because I know he always does like a big thing every hundred, but in my mind, I thought for some reason that the hundred was when he like fucking murked all of Whiskey Peak or something for some reason. I don't know. I, I, Not I, even I, close, baby. Yo, put me on bread and trivia. I'll get this. <laughs> Whatever, Justin, get out of here. I mean, I was going to guess the hundred, but I was like, I'm taking everybody's job. You know, I'll hold you to that, Justin. Don't don't, don't think we can want to change this. <laughs> Don't think that this has to be Brendan Trivia. We can just rebrand as Trivia. Yeah, we can get buzzers. No, you know buzzers. That's too technical. We could give Justin even harder questions than I have. (laughs) Yo, I'm down for a challenge. That'll definitely fail. All right. So is that like, that's like two out of three, right? It's like one in it. It's like like 1.75 or something. A solid half. We take those. Hell yeah. I think that's still better than the last time we did this. It probably is. Whether you lose by an inch or you lose by a mile, losing is losing. <laughs> All right. Are we good? I mean, we could be. Follow us at Twitter on Twitter at Panda Sightings. <laughs> also on Instagram at Panda Sightings. We have an email, as we always say. I don't think anyone uses it. Panda Sightings at gmail.com. No, we use it. I mean, we've gotten a couple. We've gotten emails. We use it to try and email like potential sponsors, but nobody ever replies there either. So <laughs> <laughs> I was high this up. well my client meant to say was he uh was feeling under the weather he partook in the devil's lettuce damn it (laughs) as will i well to be fair it wasn't the lettuce it was uh it was the gummy listen to me huff the devil's lettuce but it was gelatin smoke responsibly kids (laughs) title drop or just don't uh you know there's also that option or don't you know live your life we're done here (laughs) 